Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri-business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. Well Bill, we had you on early on in the week for the series that you've come on to support the podcast, but also to see how the benefits of that can actually help farmers right across Australia with the cattle OptiWay machine um, playing out. But now you're on Farm Yarns where the guests, the listeners, everyone that's been on the show before can find out a little bit who Bill is and maybe what drove him to discover OptiWay and the two feet up on the scales. Um, So welcome to Farm Yarns and it's good to have you on again. Thanks, Jack. Great to be here. Absolutely. So let's dive in and see what the, the king of OptiWay, what's your morning routine? Oh, it's um it's get up and have a have a cup of coffee early with my wife, Jackie, and and pretty much to um that's when we, we cover off all the the big issues like uh are we buying or selling stock and uh and and what's uh what's our next move with OptiWay and where do we where are we where are we heading with that? So that's that's the morning routine is the is the big the big questions in life. How does it play out your routine with splitting or do you keep it together, OptiWay and Farm Life? Oh, at the moment it's just a bit of um it's a bit of both. I'm yeah. I'm really always really keen to keep OptiWay uh, closely linked to a a, a working farm yeah. and and where we're experiencing the same issues that our clients are. So the best way to do that is for me to be involved with both. Yeah, a great way to be able to do it and do your own sort of redevelopments as well on the product. For yourself, who inspires you, maybe professionally or just personally? 
Oh, I think in both, I'm I'm really inspired by people who who have got a really good uh, a really good feel for risk, and and have been able to turn that into to really fast growing businesses who've who've you know put put large particularly in agricultural sector where capitals yep. it's such a capital intensive thing people have been able to put large ag aggregations together by having a, a really good understanding of risk and a really good capacity to manage it yeah i think that that is a very exciting sort of field of people um people that we're trying to get on the podcast as well but you can sort of see these outliers um, across socials and everything they seem to pop up quite easily out of the mix especially at events as well it's really good yeah they're, they're great so as a farmer a farmpreneur in 60 seconds tell me what your first memory is on farm <laughs> look it's it's got to be sitting on a white pony um trying to get its head to come off the ground and make it go forward beautiful and you did get bucked off too many times oh plenty jack yeah, plenty. They were, uh, they were evil. It must be every farm kid had a white pony. We had one called Prince back in the day at Kenya. Yeah, no, we had one called Cobber and and oh, he, was, he was just a terror. He was just evil. As they always are. But Bill, for yourself, through your journey of agriculture, a myth you'd like to debunk about farming or in paddock weighing? I think the, the one I'd like to debunk probably, Jack, is that you the often quoted thing that, you know, why record all this data if you don't know what you're going to do with it? Yep. Because the, the corollary to that is that if you do want to later down the track, try and work something out and you haven't recorded the data, then you haven't got it. And you might record um, a whole lot of data and 90% of it might be useless, but the 10% that you do want is there and can, can is worth a lot of money to you. Exactly. That's a really good answer, actually. And for one thing in Australian agriculture that you'd like to change, what would it be? Oh, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see a system. And I don't know how you'd ever do it, but a system where farm data can be um, recorded better. Yep. And at the moment, we have all these silos of different software systems, and there's no There's no ability to to transfer data between them really and they well, they all collect data in a different way and I, and I think it's really disappointing because it, I see that as a real barrier to having decent farm production data that's being recorded and, and be able to be used in the future. Yeah, that's a good one. And at the Big Tech, Big Ideas event that we're both at, um, Tessa, I think, um, she said she actually had 16 pieces of different ag tech and imagine the sort of different data data sets and the way they interpret their own sort of data um, with her, she'd probably have to jump in and out of each of those. Um, so that's a really exciting sort of piece coming up for agriculture, piecing together um, and removing these sort of silos so we can open up this integration further. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, lot of work to go, but I, I really hope that we get some progress there. Yeah, so if anyone's listening to that, we'll start to get that underway. Um, but Bill, for yourself, Coming from the farm as well, what's the best way to sort share um, land care expertise and how that we can look look after it, not only for the future generations, but we can do a lot in this generation as well. How do you think that plays out? 
I think there's got to be an economic model around it, Jack, because at, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a bit of an economic fundamentalist. And, and I think if you if the economics are there, it'll happen. If they're not, it won't. It's sad as it may seem. That's that's the reality. Yeah, absolutely. And it is also the key driver for agriculture. We're not going to see benefit in doing something um, and we're not going to go broke over it because we can go broke over a drought quite easily. So implementing something that's not going to improve our position now, it's not going to be the easiest case. No, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's hard enough as it is making yep. sure that you, you make enough in the good years to offset the bad years and, and things. So you, you can't really throw into a whole lot, into that a whole lot of things that you do, you've got to do for nothing. Yeah, precisely. And one I'll throw into the mix is how did you actually come up with the name OptiWay? Oh, I got advice on that one, Jack. So we used a, we used a, a, a guy in Sydney um, from Xavier Advertising who's become a good friend and he threw up a whole lot of names and that one really stood out. Yeah, it is a cracker, of course. It's hard to get the name right. I thought Farms Advice was a terrible name to begin with, but as long as you work with that consistently, um, it starts to get out there a little bit and everyone gets a bit known to it, don't they? Yeah, it's, uh, having a brand that you love um, is just so important. A nice solid blue as well. So this, this one's a bit of a tongue twister, Bill. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? Oh, I'd be at home farming, Jack. Yep. I'd be I'd be at home farming and um, ultimately I'd, I'd be farming, but I'd be, uh, while I was doing that, I'd be thinking of um, how to solve other problems on the farm <laughs> because that's what I do. I'd like to know what other sort of invention you would have come up with if you didn't have OptiWay. I'm sure you've got a few written down in your phone or in your notebook. I know I do, but I wouldn't be able to bring them all to fruition. No, I couldn't. Some of them are just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a chat after to see what they are. Um, for yourself as a farmer and also farmpreneur, you probably needed to learn a few things along the way. What's been your favourite sort of resource to learn from? Oh, I think it's it's learning from contacts, learning from um, learning learning from a network of, of friends and, and business associates, and and my favourite way of doing that is just run a crazy idea up flagpole with them and see what sort of reaction I get. That is a good way, and I think a lot of farmers, especially young farmers, need to take advantage of connecting with people on LinkedIn um, more professionally a little bit, especially for those looking for jobs or they're a farmer and they're looking for new ways to improve themselves. Just, I think, flick someone a message and just see how it goes. And I'm sure within agriculture, we're a bit more accepting of that compared to different industries I've learned of across the world in London. People are less accepting because they get smashed all the time. But if you ask someone, especially a farmer, they're more than willing to pass on some farms advice anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some of the socials just make that so much easier now. Yeah, absolutely. And for yourself, are you a bit of a bookworm? Do you have any book recommendations that got you to where you were or inspired you? I, the one that I really enjoyed recently, Jack, was called On Eating Meat. And, and um, I just picked it up because I thought, right, I'll see what, uh, I'll see what, what sort of uh, diatribes getting pushed here. And, and it, was, it was fascinating, really, because it started off with all the, the negatives about, about meat and sheep and cattle and things but then it just flipped and and compared it to the environmental damage that the crops like soybeans do the way they're grown and um and and so that was really fascinating and and it's it gives you a really good perspective on agriculture and the environment i thought 
Yeah, that, that bloody methane that the cattle put out and then how much water almonds take to get to get the almond milk and everything like that. But it all plays a part in what we're doing um, as farmers as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But for for this segment, Farm Yarns, a question I like to get out and dive into is what's a question you'd like to ask the next guest without even knowing who they are, what they are, um, and how that will play out for them? What would that question be? Oh, with the sort of people you get on the show, I'd, I'd like to know their views on what are the risks and what are the opportunities for Australian agriculture. That's a good one. And one, I don't ever think we'll actually have a question that overlaps. So that's a really good one. But for yourself, a question from the previous guest is, what's your favourite breed of cattle? I like uh, I like British bred heifers that um, we... we uh, fat and heifers for the supermarket for Coles Grays grass fed, yep. and um, so I like anything that'll get fat anywhere between 400 and 600 kilos, which invariably means it's it's British bred and and typically around here at any rate means it's Angus. Yep, beautiful and very unbiased answer there as well as Opti Way ahead of Opti Way. Well, Bill, <laughs> mate, thanks for coming on to Farm Yarns. Nice, nice and short, but it was. Also, I think it's pretty good for the industry to find out who the person is behind the audio and the screen if they're watching in as well. So thanks for coming on to Farm Yarns, this new segment. Um, but also thank you for coming on and supporting the podcast. Thanks, Jack. Good on you. Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Bill. I'll stop it there. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice podcast. It is produced by Advertise Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the farm's advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 